0: Welcome to episode 91 of Respawn Aim Fire, the Kick Caster Reverend Gaming Podcast, brought to you by Chad. What is it brought to us by this time? Wait, are we sponsored? We're sponsored now. Yeah, I decided we're sponsored. By uh, by Bounce Dryer Sheets. Exactly. Yeah, Bounce Dryer Sheets. Thank you for sponsoring us, Bounce Dryer Sheets. I'm holding the Pardo. I'm Chad Michaelinus. With... And we have a lot to talk about this week. We're going to be talking about the new Vive headset we are talking about, why are you laughing, Chad?
1: I'm waiting for you to acknowledge the fact that I'm mad my eyes closed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes are closed. I was confused, you but... Can't, you can't
1: tell right now because it's an audio-only <laughs> podcast, but I am birdboxing this episode. He's going to
0: birdbox bird challenge whole episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll vouch. I'll, I'll tell you guys. Oh, JK, I just I... opened my eyes. Ah,
1: oh, damn it, Chad. Well,
0: it's, it's like, okay.
1: Have you ever been like hiding in someone's closet waiting to scare them, but then you just can't stop laughing and they find you? no you don't hide in people's closets i mean i do that but i don't laugh i keep my cool i
0: have composure
1: no any single time first of all that's a competency you need to work on second of all anytime <laughs> i'm in a closet <laughs> metaphorically or figuratively i'm i'm always first of all planning to scare somebody and then i'm just sitting there and i'm like oh yeah this is such a good plan they're gonna be so scared and then i imagine myself
0: scaring them and then i'm like huh, that's gonna be hilarious but you wanna freaking wait and then i start laughing but when you walk into your house and you just hear an ominous giggle coming from somewhere in the house, it's pretty <laughs> terrifying. So you're right. So you, you success. You did it. Thank you. Do you else did it this this week? What else did it this week? Bungie left Activision and is on their own. Woo! We're talking about that this it. week as well. Thank God for the freshness of bounce dryer sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Division Two is leaving um, Steam. Just everything's leaving everywhere, and we're talking about that all this week. But. Dude. We're going to you know start what? with... We're divorcing I, our partnership with Bounce. Fuck you, Bounce. Your dryer sheets suck. <laughs> they Just were kidding, listening to this episode and they are like, maybe we will sponsor them. And then they said that and they're like, well, fuck you guys. We're not doing that. <laughs> but speaking of fuck you guys, let's talk about the Carlton uh, Floss Dances that are in Fortnite. First of
1: all, they're not the Carlton Floss Dances. Carlton and Floss Dances. There you go. Did I say Carlton Floss Dances? I meant to say maybe Carlton. Maybe you lingered and floss on the end. It sounded like you lingered on Carlton, but maybe you just had a, a slight hiccup between Carlton and Floss it's Dances. It's possible.
0: Also, reading off my notes here, my notes do just say Carlton slash Floss Dances. So I, I could have just skipped it because I was reading over it. I got it that a crusty way. dragon in my nose. That's what the British people call boogers. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're starting off with Microsoft uh, because Microsoft um, decided to remove those dance moves that are kind of. Controversial in uh Fortnite right now. Yeah. From her um for I almost called it Horizon Zero Dawn from Forza Horizon <laughs> Four. Same thing. And right? they didn't Yeah, same same exact game, yeah. They didn't mention any reason as to why they removed it. They just said, and I quote, Forza Horizon 4 features a large portfolio of content and is continually being updated. Which just means we're not saying anything. Yep. <laughs> Which I don't blame them because it's basically them saying, hey, we don't know if this is going to be a shit show, legally speaking, or not, so let's just avoid it. Yep. So I think Two it's things. part of them. Yeah. One,
1: obviously, they're just saying, oh, we're going to tiptoe away from this and pretend we never had them in there, avoid exactly. this lawsuit. Yeah. Second thing, again, what do you do in Forza Horizon 4? Where do you have emotes where you're doing a floss dance? You're a car. So... The, the,
0: the, <laughs> I mean, it's just like the Lightning McQueen comes in, and he does a dance move as Lightning McQueen, and that's how it happens. No, the drivers. From apparently everything I've seen, there see... are no
1: drivers. You just skid and drift no, all over the No, apparently there are
0: very small opportunities for you to see the drivers, and you can decide what they're doing. One of them is doing, well, not anymore, is doing the Carlton and or floss dances. Oh, my God. Emphasis that on and or for Chad's benefit me. because he gets very mad about these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's really it in Microsoft's news. Not Microsoft too much. Microsoft is holding
1: out for E3 and a hero till the end tonight.
0: Yep. loose. But there is an interesting development with Ready at Dawn. This is going to Sony's side now. Ready oh, at Dawn, shit. they most recently made um, um order 18, uh 1886. Yeah, 1886. And apparently they're working on a new game for a console, a AAA game for a console. It doesn't say in the job listing a next gen console, but there's okay. a job listing they're talking about. A new console game they're working on. So there's that to look forward to. I'm actually excited because going back and looking, the only poorly reviewed game they have is The Order. That is it. Everything else is actually really, really well reviewed, including all the VR
1: games.
0: They got a war Daxter. Um, They did a a bunch of uh, VR games. In the past two years,
1: oh, that's their Echo Arena guys. Yep,
0: Echo Arena, um, Lone Echo, and Echo Combat, and then guys Lone and Echo Girls. Two is coming out at some point as well. So they're doing really good with VR. They also have two studios. So I'm assuming one is a VR studio and one is a you know AAA console studio, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So cool stuff there. Probably a PS5 game at this point.
1: Oh fuck yeah! A so that's cool. Third person AAA
0: action console
1: title based on a brand new original IP. What do you think yes. it could be? Just kidding, it's impossible to guess because it's a new original IP. Is it Star Wars, maybe? (laughs) Is it Star Wars? Is that a new original
0: IP? It is, yeah. I just jacked it is. is. You just jacked? Maybe it's Death Stranding. That's a new IP. Maybe it's Death rebranding as a Ready at Dawn game. That'd be hysterical if Sony also released a first-party knockoff of Death Stranding.
1: Whoever the CEO
0: (laughs) of... Ready at
1: dawn. They come out and they just pull a mask off their face and it was Kojima the whole time. And then Kojima pulls a mask off of his face and it was actually a goblin the whole time. And the goblin pulls a mask off its face and it turns out he was an RC car. Whoa. <laughs> the whole time. That was Inception. in Forza Horizon Four doing the Carlton Floss Flos dances. Doing the Carlton and Floss dances. Yes. That's that's dope. <laughs> Speaking of but, Hideo Kojima <laughs> Oh, this is the transition you were trying to make This is the
0: transition I was trying to make, yeah
1: <laughs> Okay
0: No, you can go okay. for it, you already did it at this point You can go for it
1: No, I actually am reading this for the first time right now live oh, okay. Hideo Kojima just showed up, death stranding to developers at Guerrilla Games And left them impressed Ooh, Guerrilla Games, where they got
0: their engine from Exactly So right, I thought this is, notable, but this is notable that this is apparently the first time that Guerrilla Games has seen this game which I find strange considering they gave them the engine. Yeah. Like,
1: that's
0: the first people I would have shown it to. Like, hey, look what I did with your tools. Isn't this okay, great? First of all, the first person you showed to is Guillermo the Toro. That's
1: fair. And then Mom. And then Sean Layden, maybe. And then. Sean <laughs> Layden, maybe.
0: Sean <laughs> oh, Layden, I forgot to show it to you. I'm. Oh, fuck, my bad. And then uh, Phil Spencer. <laughs> Phil Spencer. <laughs> Going to see if he can get Schiller. an Xbox, too. And then Phil Schiller, absolutely. <laughs> yes. To get in the Apple
1: box. And then you just want to round out your fills with Phil
0: Dunphy from Modern Family, the actor. All of this, though, going back to Grilla grill Game stuff, all this makes me wonder how far along the game really is, though. Because there's a thing a little over a year ago when Mark Cerny, during PlayStation Experience, said he's played four to five hours of it. Right. And now Grilla Games is getting, like, a peek at it. There's clearly a lot that he can show off in the game. But like, how far along is it really? I don't know. This makes me actually think it's farther off than we I, think it is. I do know how far along it is. Because you think it's coming out There's going to be a PS5
1: reveal event in the next three or four months. It's going to be announced that Death Stranding is coming at the end of the year alongside PS5. And it's going to be a cross-gen game. Listen and to our 2019 are predictions episode. insane. <gasps> insane, maybe. You're insane. Brilliant, yes. I, can I so do a weird thing with my pinky toes and cross them over the rest? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, regardless, it's coming.
0: Not this year, though. I just vehemently disagree with you on this. Yeah? I really do. I just think you a...
1: vehemently as fast as you can. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is just, V-E-H-E-M-E-N-T-L-Y. just no way... Very good. Thank you. There's just no way it's happening this year. There's just no way. I just yeah. don't buy it for a second. Well, I when think it happens, you're, insane. you're replaced. I think you're insane. I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, I just okay. don't see it happening. But You are want to bet? You, you want to okay. bet? Sure, I will bet. Absolutely, yeah. Okay,
1: Okay. what do we want to bet?
0: I don't know. I really believe December bet, 31st, so.
1: 2019. If Death Stranding is not out, I owe you something. If it is you out, about, you I thought you were talking about next
0: thing. gen. I'm willing to bet on next gen. I'm not willing to bet on Death Stranding because it's really it, mysterious. I oh, no
1: well then no. Fuck that bet. Not <laughs> entered. Not <laughs> I thought entered. you were
0: confident in that bet then. I
1: thought you were no, confident that prediction is going to happen, but I don't want you to look like that much of a loser. If it's just <laughs> over a game release date, we get it. But if it's over an entire generation of hardware, that's... That's big. All right. Fine then. Fine Holden, then. Holden, I just want to say thank you for getting through what might be half of our content as far as news goes. No, maybe a third. Not even that. Not even close. You talking about so all of it and me just literally bullshitting not knowing what the fuck is coming in right now the whole
0: time. Thank you for barreling on through. Like, okay, I, I just want to Oh, wait, 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 one second. got to go back here for a second. Okay. Um, Dane, as we're, as you're texting me, I'm actually recording the podcast right now. Dane teases balls. And he says that his friend Kate put in 240 hours into Zelda in about a month since getting her Switch in late November. So I don't feel as bad anymore for putting 320 hours in since the game came out in March 2017.
1: so Legit yeah. When told told me that he put 320 hours into The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Did you text about Dane? About 10 minutes ago? No, I screamed. I said, Oh my god, Holden, what? That's
0: Actually, insane. this is really that is insane. It is crazy how like he's commenting on things we're talking about in the podcast. He's making me feel bad for it right now. Are you texting him a transcript of whatever we're saying? I am, yes. Dane Deasy, your
1: balls. Hey, why don't we just group face group FaceTime him in? Do you want to? No. Get out of here. That's way too much. Pressure and we didn't tell him that's true. That's
0: true. Yeah, hey Dane, come in here. None of these news stories. Also, I've invited
1: him on the podcast before and he's been like, I don't know, I don't know if I could talk about games. I like playing them, but I don't know. So, I don't don't want to put him on the spot. We like Dane, we We do like Dane. He won our participation trophy. I'll respond back to Dane after (laughs) we record
0: because I want to focus on the recording.
1: (laughs) Interact with us on Twitter, recommend us to a friend, or review us on podcast services. By the way, if you are one of the people that reviewed us on podcast services, I saw that we have a few new ones out there. Oh, um, cool. Make sure you're listening to this, and or screenshot it and let us know who you are, because sometimes your iTunes name differs from your Twitter, and we want to make sure we get if you win that to the right person. Hello. That's super cool. Holden, mm-hmm. Michael, Jefferson, Toronto, Depardo.
0: That is my name.
1: It How did you know? Four of those are your name. <laughs> Can you? I do have four one? names in my. I have four names actually. Though, so that I, is, I know. Yeah, that is true. All four are Michael. Yep, it's Michael, just Michael, 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 Michael. Michael, Michael. <laughs> That's five. You said five Michaels. You idiot! What the <laughs> fuck did you play this week, Holden? Welcome to playtime.
0: Apparently, games don't help me count or work with numbers. <laughs> or Michael,
1: Michael, 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 Michael?
0: Yeah, or do anything well this episode. So I uh, played to the bullshit past. episode this is so far. I'm so sorry. I played link to the past this week because, of course, I did because it's our hey. Barf why this did you month. play that? Oh, great! See, barf. I already was doing that. I was. What doing barf that. stand for? For anyone who's new to the podcast. Backlog accomplishments with Respawn and friends. That includes you, little baby birds out there. That's right, little baby birds on the Twitters. I also played New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I'm very glad you included the entire title in there. I did have to. Otherwise, if, you, if I said Super Mario Bros. U, it'd be very confusing. You wouldn't have any of what I'm talking about. Right, and if you said New Deluxe, I'd be like, what the hell? Exactly. And um, this game. Is a new Super Mario Bros. game in every way. It's the same levels, basically, in the same order of the worlds. Um, you get mushroom power-ups, and you can jump on Goomba's heads. Like, honestly, I was kind of laughing at... The for opening area is not Mushroom Kingdom. It's Acorn Plains, and it's oh. a green area with Goombas and shells and stuff. Just like every other Mushroom Kingdom opening area ever. Except this one has some squirrels and acorns in it. Otherwise, it's just Mushroom Kingdom.
1: So my impression that I'm getting from you right now is that you are just flabbergasted at the innovation with New Super Mario Bros. Oh, yeah. Because
0: when you get to the second area and you realize, whoa, this is a desert? I've never seen a desert as the second level in a Mario game before. And then I couldn't remember. I was like... Do they do water levels or ice levels after desert? I couldn't remember, but they did me a favor. Uh, I didn't have to remember because they split the path, revolutionary, and then you can decide, do you want to do the snow one first or the water one first? Whoa. Whoa. Talk about innovation. Innovation. Exceeds expectations. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so unbelievably familiar. It's crazy. I honestly thought to myself, oh, I'm just playing a remake of the DS one. Like It just felt like an up-res, high-res version of Which it. Which DS I was little, one? The coin-collecting one? or That's the 3DS one. I'm oh, talking God. about the DS. Just new Super Mario Bros. Um, that Woo, said, though, girl. it's a good game. It's got great level design. It's fun to play. It's actually kind of hard to find all the, the Star Coins in some places. Um, I've gotten the vast majority of them that I've in the levels I've played, but it can get kind of hard. I also just played the hardest Ghost Mansion I've ever played in my whole life. Holy shit. Just because of one game mechanic that I actually don't think is that great. It's way too mysterious. It's. Does it turn your back to the boo? No, that's fine. That's still in there. It's um, You know how like, sometimes they have walls that you can just walk through, but it looks like yeah. a wall? Yeah, they have that, except you can only walk through it at certain points. So I tried walking through the wall, and I'm like, oh, I guess I can't go through that wall. It looked like I could because there was an arrow sign pointing to it. But I guess not, so I just kept dying to retry earlier parts of the level until I realized, oh, I had to wait for the map to pan over, and then as it's panning, then I can walk through that wall. Oh. And I'm like, that is really obnoxious, and yeah, I that played that like level user five times. No, it was, not, it was not explained well at all. It was not a good mechanic to include in the game. There had to have been a way... There's a thing where In the very very opening room of that level, they show you a star coin, but it's in an area that there's just zero possibility of being able to access. So you think, oh, I can walk through this wall. I try to walk through the wall, then nothing happened. That's the room they're supposed to teach that to you. I didn't realize that you could walk through that wall until, like, my 10th attempt on the level. And then I'm like, oh, this is how it works. For some reason, sometimes you can walk through the wall but not others. And this was not awesome. I actually still haven't beaten the level. Yeah, that sounds like user error. No, it's not. actually no, so I didn't level them on the castle.
1: All in all, it sounds like ten out of ten. You love this game. <laughs> I actually
0: do like it. It's just there's nothing new about it. But it's called new. Super Never Mario mind. Bros. It's entirely no, new and very fresh. Nintendo, you're awesome. Um, <laughs> no, it's just uh, it's really it's kind of upsetting, especially when you go from like Mario Odyssey and then you have like Zelda, Breath of the Wild, where like they really changed those two franchises. And then you go, and it's just to Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, and it's just literally the same exact thing as before. Well, I really mean, good level design. Depends. We knew really we were ste-
1: stepping back as a remaster or remake of the. Yeah. The Wii yeah, I version. know.
0: No, I know, but still, but still, but none of that matters, Chad. I actually, I really want to know what you thought of Resident Evil Two demo because I purposely did not play it because i was going to wait for the game to come out. at This point, but what did you think of it?
1: So here's here's two things. One, yeah, I played more Beat Saber this week. Shocker. And in fact, um, aside from the 30 minutes of Resident Evil demo, because you can only play 30 minutes of it, that's all I played this week. And it's not to say I didn't play a lot of games this week. I just played a lot of Beat Saber. And here's where I am. I have officially S-ranked every single song on expert including Angel's Voices and anyone who's playing it. I know there are a few of you who are playing it because somebody who follows me on the GG app is also playing Beat Saber. Also, if you're not following me on the GG app, please do because I'd love to follow you and see what you're playing. I am Cowtipper, C-O-W-T-I-P-R. And I think I am just holding the part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so I, I've gotten every <clears throat> single trophy, including get a Flawless on every single expert song, including get... Uh, Perfect. Sam, Sam, I'm
0: following you on app, just by the way, just so you know. Nice. The, you.
1: Get an SS rank, which is not only get every single note on expert rank, but also get an insane score as well, which requires a lot of hard work. Got that trophy. The only trophies I'm missing now are accumulate a total of 100 million points and accumulate 24
0: hours of playtime. Chad, shut up. Okay. I'm on Sam, Sam's watch to play right now. Yeah. And he has Undertale. I played Undertale this week. I totally forgot. You dumb bitch. That game is awesome so far. I'll update you more when I continue playing it, but it's really great. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. I freaking love that game. I will share one thing, because I, I just died laughing so hard at like 2 o'clock in the morning and everybody heard me. It's the beginning of the game, and this weird like goat mama thing is helping you get around. And she just looks at you and says, I know this is going to be scary, but you're going to have to walk all the way to the end of the hall. By yourself. And then as you're just walking, just this music is building up and you're like, is something gonna happen? And then nothing happens. You just walk into the end of the hall and she's like, I'm so sorry I had to have you do that. <laughs> like that must have been very trying for you. That game I is just, so fucking funny and clever. It's so funny. It's great. Anyway. Toads brails. You could talk about Beat Saber again. It's got very excited. Sam Sam. Uh, no. So, uh, you should play it. And also, he's Last of Us Remastered on here. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this a podcast where we just talk about what other people are playing on GG app or
1: do we <laughs> I just care got about each other. excited, okay, Chad. I know. I just got excited. You should play Last of Us though, Samsung. Sam. It's yeah. a very good game. One of the I'm best having of a time. going away party because I'm moving in a week. I'm having a going away party on Friday where we're also going to play more Beat Saber and hopefully tackle those last two trophies cuz I have less than 10 hours left of gameplay, which sucks because I learned way too late that gameplay includes time when you're in a song actively mm-hmm. in a song but also you have to finish the song so if you fail the song three quarters of the way in that doesn't count what or in like where i'm where i was grinding trophies trying to that like, doesn't make all right, sense i have to hit every single note and then i get like three quarters of the way through and i miss a note like oh fuck start over that didn't count towards my play time i so, don't like that but uh, it doesn't matter because I'm having I a like fucking that. blast. There are now, uh, I'm doing one-handed versions of the songs, too. And I I fucking love that <laughs> game. And I played the Resident Evil 2 demo, which is out only until January 31st. So if you have an Xbox One or a PS4, download it, play it before the 31st. You have The interesting thing about it is it's a one-shot demo. You have 30 minutes to play this. That's it. If you beat the demo in 30 minutes the, and you have time left over, you can start the demo again. Uh, you can branch out and explore as much of it. You don't have to beat it in the 30 minutes. But no matter what, after 30 minutes, you literally cannot start it again. You can't play it.
0: There are apparently some ways around that from what i I mean, heard.
1: maybe if you create like a second user on your PlayStation, maybe that user can do it. I don't know. Oh, but maybe. I think it's super cool. I played it and I'm fucking stoked. Resident Evil 2, that police station is so fucking eerie. The whole time, I've started telling myself... You know by the end of a game, like when you're playing Dark Souls or Bloodborne or even Resident Evil 7, where like by the end of the game, the things that once terrified you are now just like meaningless to you. Mm-hmm. Like you you come across uh, an enemy in Bloodborne who like the very first time you see one of the big axe ex- executioner guys that you yeah. see in the barrier, you're like, oh my god, that's the scariest thing in the world. And you're screaming and you're terrified. But then by the end of the game, it's just another enemy and you kill it. I've mm-hmm. started Resident Evil 2 demo trying to think that way. we like, just, these are just zombies? Just breathe <laughs> they're slow you're gonna be able to kill it don't worry didn't fucking work still scared to shit <laughs> I'm excited to play it I can't wait but I'm gonna it's wait until the full game comes out now it's great it's got Resident Evil 4 like controls mm-hmm. um the is it tank lighting... controls
0: no okay it's not no, Resident it's... Evil 4 like controls yeah it is Resident Evil 4 had tank controls didn't it you had to stop to aim and shoot didn't you you absolutely did yes
1: you had to stop to aim and shoot, but it's not tank controls. Isn't tank controls when you have to stop to aim and shoot? No, tank controls means that like, if you're moving forward and then you want to kind of veer to the left, you have to stop, turn to the left, and then move forward. Like, oh, in order to rotate, you have to rotate separately from moving forward and back. Oh, okay. That's not how I envision tank controls. That's tank okay. controls. That's Resident
0: Evil 1 and 2. Okay. And I always... A... Okay, well, okay, so you have to stop and to shoot in this game as well. No, you do not. You do not. Okay. So it's not like Resident Evil 4 then, because you do have to do that in Resident Evil 4. There's so, a small difference. You're right.
1: But it does not have tank controls. Okay. But it has excellent controls. Anyway, uh the lighting of this is fantastic. I don't know whether it's just because I have a sexy ass OLED TV with HDR <laughs> on, but there are times where like the power's out and you only have your flashlight and you're walking down a hallway or you're walking into a room and you literally only see what's in the cone of your flashlight. And it's That's fucking- cool. It's terrifying. I love it. Love it so much. I beat the demo literally with like three seconds to spare. So it says, thanks for playing Resident Evil 2. And then the next screen was, 30 minutes are up. (laughs) Yes! The one thing that I'm nervous about is if you've listened to our barf episode about playing Resident Evil 1 Remake, the thing that kept him from playing the game was the item management and having to run back and forth between the boxes so many times. Mm Mm-hmm. It does seem
0: like you have a limited inventory in
1: this one. But same you with had, Resident
0: Evil 7, and that game is still really good.
1: Yeah, this one has eight slots, though. Oh, how many were in one? You had six if you were Chris, which is what I was, and you had eight yeah. if you were What's-Her-Face. That's right. Claire.
0: Um, but also, though, in Resident Evil 7, you started off with less, and you could increase it as you went throughout the game.
1: Yeah, I think that also exists in this one, but okay.
0: yeah, we'll see. We'll find um, out together.
1: I'm pumped as fuck. I immediately afterwards pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to play that next Friday It's coming out next Freitag That's Deutsch for Friday Freitag, Freitag. That's all I played this week uh, We're done with this segment
0: You only played Friday by
1: Rebecca Black By Rebecca Black No I played Freitag
0: Oh Freitag by Rebecca By Rebecca, Rebecca Schwartz <laughs> um, Well I think it brings us to Nintendo news now Does it? It Are does Nintendo news already? Welcome Questlog What's going on bruh? I think this next story is amazing so, this is so hard to believe. This is really hard to believe, yeah. So there's a there's a whole like Universal Studios. They were going to have uh, Pokemon and Zelda attractions yeah. in their theme park, but then I guess not. They decided it's a bad idea, so they're not going to do it. And I feel like
1: just four to six weeks ago, Universal released like an update with plans of the park.
0: I feel like the same thing, yeah. Um, but they went. It, it, this is literally the exact opposite direction. They were going to quote from the article triple down on Nintendo IP parks, and they decided just to shelve it for four years or permanently, which is baffling to me. That's and the, insane. The reason is apparently they want to avoid competition with the Harry Potter attractions, which is fucking
1: dope. Oh, and then Dragon think, Alley is the most magical, amazing place on the planet.
0: I don't think it'd take away from Nintendo. I just think it'd be more no, reason really. to go there. Like, it's exactly. just it's stupid. I think the next reason is the stupidest, though. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. this is so stupid. I redacted for, just for you, because I want you to yeah, guess what this is. So they, there was a, uh, an attraction that they released based on a popular, I'll say this, movie IP. Um, and they said because of that, Nintendo probably won't work. What do you think that movie IP is? Well, going into this,
1: I thought it was going to be Simpsons or uh, Doctor Seuss,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but now hearing movie, my guess is Transformers. <clears throat> that
0: would make more sense. Or Minions. That would be the closest to make the most sense. It's Fast and Furious. Oh,
1: because they do have that Fast and Furious thing. Because the
0: Fast and Furious attraction didn't work. There's just no way people would come for Zelda or Pokemon. What? Oh, man. What is the logic in that? And even Nintendo,
1: like, two weeks ago said, oh, yeah, oh, it was last week that we were talking about the article where, oh, my God, Nintendo might not make any more consoles. Like, oh, yeah, we're putting our IP... We're working on putting our IPs into movies and theme parks. And, like, that was an active part of the discussion last week.
0: Yeah. But, again, in what world do you compare Fast and the Furious to Nintendo? Like, no one... I I just... Maybe I just don't... I just don't get it. But I feel like no one's like, baby honey, I love Fast and Furious so much that I want to make it a point to share my love of Fast and the Furious with my child as they grow up, to share that amazing experience of watching Vin Diesel in a car. No, they say that about Nintendo and playing Nintendo games with their kids growing up. It's a different thing completely. There's a nostalgia and a multi-generational appeal that Fast and the Furious doesn't have. It doesn't have that. And it's just like, it's baffling to me that they would compare the two. Well, I hope this rumor is bullshit because like that's... That's very surprising to me. In
1: their defense, Furious 7 mm-hmm. is like the seventh highest grossing film of all time, over a billion dollars. Sure, so. Pokemon's
0: also the biggest intellectual property on the planet, and they're going to ignore it because the Fast and the Furious movies didn't do well. But it doesn't have Z- Vin Diesel. I would love to see a Vin Diesel Pokemon. Not Vin Diesel in <laughs> Pokemon. A Vin Diesel Pokemon. No, I
1: feel like uh, Vigoroth is Vin Diesel. (laughs) Vigoroth? I don't know what it is. He's like the big, angry sloth.
0: Yes, that would work well for for Vin Diesel. Absolutely. So, that's stupid. Speaking of stupid, Nintendo decided to release NES games in the Nintendo Switch Online service. And that is justifiably (laughs) making people upset.
1: (laughs) I love this headline. Monthly waves of NES games are triggering monthly complaints about Switch Online. Thank you, Kotaku.
0: Um, Yeah, so whenever they release the video that announces new NES games coming to the online service, it just gets an abnormally larger amount of dislikes to like ratio than any other video on Nintendo's YouTube channel. It is great, and that's how you should communicate to Nintendo that it's really stupid to put NES games on there. I do think in defense of Nintendo, I think they did it because they said, hey, the NES Classic did really well. I bet we can get away with just having NES games at launch because people seem to be really excited about NES games. Nah. I think that's, nah. that would make sense. Here's but, the thing, though. This
1: this title is totally true because I was thinking the other day. I was like, hey, we never had our Switch Online discussion. And then I was thinking, hey, I've literally never used a feature of Nintendo Online since it launched in
0: September. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Not a single feature.
1: Maybe uh, I mean, I used online for
0: Mario Kart, but that's it.
1: I I haven't used it for Smash. I haven't used it for anything. Maybe a save that I don't care about because all I've been playing such on things are not compatible with Switch saves on the cloud. I've literally never used a feature of it. Um, and then it's right. I always forget it's there because I never use any part of it. And then mm-hmm. every month this little thing comes around. Oh, these three games are like. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a piece of shit service. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, the, it is priced way better. But again, like it just it doesn't offer what it should offer. And I'd be more comfortable with it if they offered SNES games. We'll get to that in a second. Um, uh-huh. But it's just, uh-huh. it's just baffling. It's like Game Safe, but not everywhere. You have yeah. NES games, but not all of them, or not not even other platforms that you'd want to have. It just everything just feels incomplete. Um, one thing I do want to say that I don't think is, a, I think is a kind of ridiculous criticism is because in the article from Kotaku. He kind of broke down um, pretty well, I'd say, too, what people are complaining about in the comments. Um, So, like, wanting more games and faster. That's fair. More platforms. I think that's fair. But the other one is wanting old-school virtual console back. And I don't agree. I'd rather have the online service model where it's like, just here's the library, pick what you want to play. I just want them to have more content there. But I think people are so upset with the implementation of the online service that they're willing to go back to a virtual console that they also complained about. Because you had to pay for all your games individually, even if you bought them again before. So, like, they'd rather go back to that shitty system than the current shitty system that we have right now. Because people I don't know are why we so... can't have two shitty systems. <clears throat> no, just have the one and um, Nintendo online service system. It's fine. Just have better games that people are interested in. Yeah. It's just... when they announced... But also,
1: like... You have Netflix and you have iTunes. You can buy a movie or you can stream a library of movies. Why can't we have two forms of this shitty service? A shitty buy-it-again every single time that we release
0: it or a shitty stream-it if you be, can find something in the trash? Because Netflix themselves does not buy and sell games. And iTunes themselves... Sorry, um, Netflix does not buy and stream movies. And iTunes does not buy and stream movies. There's different services from different companies. If you Another offer... Company. if if, like, Nintendo might say, hey, people are going to pay Nintendo online service because they just want access to a handful of those SNES games. If people will just bought those SNES games, then they're going to lose out in the yearly revenue of people continually playing those games. So they won't do both. You're both. But... But
1: <clears throat> if you like SNES games and you like Nintendo's online service or you don't like it but you might like it later with better improvements, Excuse you me. might. Lots of might in there. Uh, <laughs> have some... Uh, have something to look forward to because there's a person named Cappuccino Heck. Love that name. Cappuccino with a K. With a K. Heck with a capitalized. All <laughs> one word. Has found some code in, Nintendo's, serv- in the Nintendo's online service for NES that has titles of SNES games on them. Yeah. There's a huge list of 22 games. We're not going to read them because most of them are basically the lineup of the SNES classic. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of things on there that aren't on it, like uh, Breath of Fire 2 is one that stood out. It's like, oh, that's not on the SNES Classic, but it might be on that one. Mm-hmm. Stunt Race FX, which I was like, oh, I never heard of that one. And then I looked at the, the box art for it, and I was like, oh, I totally fucking played the shit out of that game. Which reminds me, I need to go on the GG app and add that to my abandoned list. <laughs> I love that game. I'm going to abandon it. <laughs> hey, I'm never going to play it again. That's certainly true. not shelved, and I didn't beat it because I was a
0: child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it has your usual suspects on there. It has Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Link to the Past, yep. uh, Kirby's Dream Land, that kind of stuff. Or I should say Dream Land 3. <clears throat> yeah. So good stuff on there. I, this is bound to happen. They're going to do it this year. I'd be shocked if they didn't. My guess is that this is going to happen probably whenever they have their first Direct of the year.
1: Yeah, first Which, stretch of the year. They've got the two-year anniversary of Switch coming up in like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to do something for that. Absolutely. Small other little thing that came out of that, mm-hmm. also in that code that was kind of perused a bit, was the names of four emulators. Yes. And so the emulators that Nintendo uses to actually emulate these NES games <coughs> on the Switch is the same one it created for the NES Classic. So that emulator appears there. One called Canoe, which is the same one it used for the SNES Classic, also appears on the Switch. And then there are two other code names on the Switch. That don't exist anywhere else right now. And rumors are that could be the N64 Classic and the GameCube Classic. Or it could just be emulators they've developed for Switch for those types of games. Or maybe it's for Game Boy Classic and the Game Boy games on the Switch. Who fucking knows? But there are two other types of emulators on there that have not been seen before that are ready for Switch. How exciting. Spoopy.
0: Spoopy. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost emulators. Speaking of spoopy, do you want to go to Fetch Quest?
1: Let's go to our Fetch Quest,
0: where we just kind of talk about the titles of things because there's not much else to talk about. Yeah. So here we have GameStop is going to uh, – has a surge of 12% in their stock because it was announced there's going to be a ba- uh, buyer – or there could be a buyer uh, next month for them, and God knows they need help. because yeah, they just... do. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Metroid Prime 4 release date leaked by a retailer uh, for November 29th on a Czech uh, store called Super Gamer. I'm going to call bullshit. CZ
1: ECH. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on this one. I don't think it's going to come out November 29th because that's when really big games come out. Xenoblade, big franchise. Smash Bros, big, way bigger franchise. I don't think Metroid is going to fit there. I don't think it you works. You think Xenoblade's bigger than Metroid? Um, I think more recently it has had bigger appeal because it's been in the limelight more than Metroid has been. Oh. That's yeah. how I'd phrase that. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 is getting a delay apparently this rumored is from door. this is rumored yeah um Rumor. where instead of coming out in november i tw- uh, november april 23rd with the ps4 and xbox one now it's becoming May 10th apparently we'll see that has not been for every retailer just for some of them but here's some of- official stuff oh we got handcrafted yoshi and kirby games coming in march i thought they said new handcrafted even though one of them is literally a remake um Yoshi's Crafted World is coming March 29th, and Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn is coming March 8th. Very exciting. (laughs) I don't think I'll get either one of those, but maybe... No, I'm not going to get
1: Yoshi. It looked interesting, but not enough to spend money on.
0: No, I probably won't get it either. But it is interesting that they announced the game coming out March 29th, when they apparently are supposed to have a direct this month. Like, why wouldn't they have just held that for the direct? Mm, maybe no direct. Maybe they're going under. Maybe
1: they're not getting a universal theme park. and oh my now god.
0: They're just blowing up. And they're not going to make consoles anymore. It's over. That's it. oh, it's done. Oh god! <laughs> maybe they can get help Kirby from Sony, who sold ninety one point six million consoles last oh, quarter. Shit. Just kidding. Overall, <laughs> that'd be amazing. We sold ninety one million consoles last quarter, and so they're just doing great. So good for them. And then, lastly. When will companies learn? Fox says more Alien games are coming amid mobile game backlash. That's from Eurogamer. Yeah. Um oh, That's going to be a, a, a lesson I think companies learn is if you announce the mobile version of a console IP, just hint. Just hint. Don't announce. Just hint. Yeah. That there's something coming. Don't worry. Don't yeah. get mad. Don't get mad. Don't hate Same us. Same thing
1: happened with Diablo. Same thing happened with Alien. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably good advice, I think.
1: Good. Um, wonderful. Thank you, Holden, for blasting through those no problem. like a finger-blasting seminar. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. Jesus Christ. laughs>
0: Man, he was reading those news stories like a finger-blasting seminar.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn it, now I've got the hiccups.
1: Um, our third-party quest log starts with some news from CES and HGC Vive. Nice. So coming out of CES, HGC announced Vive Port Infinity, Mm -hmm. which is uh, basically a a subscription service to Vive games and experiences on your HTC Vive. I say the word Vive a lot in the next two minutes. (laughs) Um, Vive, port infinity subscription, basically you have, from my understanding of it, you have a three, six, or 12-month subscription option Mm -hmm. that gets you access to 15, 30, or 60 games respectively, which is about five games per month. And not split up, you only get five per month, but based on the number you subscribe to, um, which is weird.
0: That's a weird model to me. I don't know if I, I understood I'd, that correctly, but. Yeah, honestly, I, the, what I gathered is you're going to have like 15, 30, or 60 games to have access to, and then five new games. Like, those are backlog games. Here are five new games. I honestly didn't quite get it, but maybe that's why they're making an unlimited one, because their current offer doesn't make any sense. Yeah, maybe. That might be um, it. So there is no price point announced for these yet, but it is launching April
1: 5th. I do think that's a really cool thing for VR specifically because a yes. lot of – well, we're starting to see a lot more actual full gameplay experiences, with, especially with what's coming out on PSVR recently. But a lot of what's available in VR are shorter, interesting experiences. Mm-hmm. So being able to have access to just a ton of those, you're like, you know what? Maybe I do want to dip in and see what this, like – cool the heist shooter is. Maybe I want to dip in and see what this uh, cool portal experience is. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to expose people to
0: a lot of those other things. I agree. I also just think that it'll get people talking more about VR games, which then just only can help out the the industry and kind of the VR niche, if you will. Um, It's just good overall. So I'm excited for that. They also, though, announced a new Vive headset. It's really more of a slight revision to the Vive Pro, which is so weird because the Vive Pro just came out. Yes. This one's so called the Vive Vive Pro Vive Pro i. The Vive Pro i, but I this does have a really important technology in it, I think. And that is that it tracks your eye, and the the reason that's important is that they can then render only what you're actually looking at as like a focus point basically, Right. which is going to reduce the number of things that have to be processed, which means that more resources can be dedicated to making that thing you're looking at, greater deep uh, have more, more detail, or it runs better. Like it can just it just frees up resources, which is hugely important in VR. So this is uh, a cool advancement. Also, they mention that you can select items with your eye using it. So like when you're watching like TV or something like that, or video kind of content, you don't have to use a little remote. You can just look at content to like it's choose. Almost a many to that option. point
1: where you're just like thinking, I want to watch that movie. You're just exactly. lingering on it with your eyes. The only thing I'm not excited about this because we don't have a whole lot of info on how it's going to work for developers Mm -hmm. is like are they going to have to do extra work in order to program in the eye tracking into their games? Because if they already have to make a game for hopefully Oculus, Oculus Go, Vive, uh, Vive Pro, and now Mm -hmm. Vive Pro Eye... Like, the the possibility, if something is a Vive Pro-Eye exclusive thing, could be really great with really high-fidelity graphics, as but, long as it only has to r- render one specific part. But if mm-hmm. you want to make this game accessible to a wide variety of players... I think this is compromise. one of
0: those things that it needs to get started somehow, because it's clearly better than the current method. Right. So, like, yeah, I don't think developers would be they can't spend too much time thinking about it because vr is already a niche they're already kind of taking a risk by getting into vr let alone an eye tracking vr headset specifically so like it'll get adoption with developers once there's a larger uh, amount of headsets that support that in the market but it's it's undeniably better so it will happen I just think it will happen. I I know Oculus has shown this off. I'd imagine the next PlayStation headset will have something along these lines at some point. Um, I just don't see it not happening, especially when you think about mobile VR headsets, which are going to become a primary method of VR, where you have a dedicated headset, which actually I forgot to include it here, but Vive has one now called Vive Focus. Right, another another Vive headset. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the point I'm getting at is that when you're thinking about mobile VR, those resources and CPU cycles are really, really important and much more precious than they are in a desktop PC, uh, VR environment. So that eye tracking stuff will be huge in mobile VR when they need to be as efficient as possible. So it's it's yeah. going to happen. It's just a matter of... Making the technology as efficient to manufacturers as it possibly can, getting all the headsets, getting the cost down, getting adoption, and then you'll finally start to see games made specifically for it. But it just has to start somewhere.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess That's in a the long short changes. term, Sorry. in the short term, you wouldn't see, I guess, so much of like an improved experience with the eye tracking. Mm-hmm. You would just see less of a strain on your computer. Yeah. I guess until that technology is like out there
0: enough. And proliferated enough that Possibly people can yeah. develop for you want, that
1: specific feature.
0: This is just me speculating. This is not like an official statement. But I kind of it, – it makes me think of when Apple started doing the retina displays in iPhone. And they're like, hey, you don't have to do anything. The text will already look sharper. But if you go under the hood and like put in some better graphics in there, like you really can get a better result if you want to put the effort. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. But we promise it will be better if you do. So it could be gotcha. something like that too. Hot. Chad, tell me this I'm next one, because this next story is Bananas Awesome, I think.
1: B-A-N-A, awesome! Wait a minute. Oh, you're talking about the Division 2?
0: Yeah, I think this is a cool story.
1: Yeah, yeah, so Division 2 will <laughs> you were like, not you be it's... releasing on Steam. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the Bungie Activision thing, which I right. think that is, is, is awesome. That is awesome, too, yeah. Uh, Division 2 skips Steam as Ubisoft chooses Epic Games Store instead. This is coming from US Gamer. Um, yeah, this is totally dope. I am... It's, uh, it's so weird to say that I'm happy to see the fall of Steam <laughs> because that's bad. That, like, framing it that way is, is bad because that's so many people's livelihoods. That's like, but I'm also glad to see we have competitors. There yes. are reasons now for Steam to not be a monopoly and start playing mm-hmm. by games like maybe we don't need a 30-70 split, things like that. Uh, and this is exactly how that topple starts to happen and we get more fair uh, compensation for the people who play our games or who make our games. So shout out to Division Two. If you pre-ordered it elsewhere other than the Epic Games Store, they are still honoring those pre-orders. However, mm-hmm. if you uh, if you have not pre-ordered it yet and you plan on purchasing it, you will have to do that from the Epic Games Store or directly from Ubisoft themselves. Which is totes cool.
0: Yeah, I, at this point, this will keep happening. Like if if yeah, if the Division could do it, anyone I think could could do it. That's a very big game coming out. Yep.
1: And we saw two things like Fallout 76. Yep. You had to download that from its own thing, right? It wasn't Bethesda. You had to download it straight from Bethesda. Yep. Yeah, you're starting to see more and more skipping Steam. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool.
0: Yes. And I think what also is – like they're going to have to weigh out what's going to be better for them financially, dropping it to 8020 or 9010 or somewhere in between or riding this out and having the reduction in sales happen anyway. Yep. And I just don't think they're going to want to ride it out. They might as well just take the hit in revenue immediately and change the revenue split. I think.
1: speaking of, we don't have this in here, but it's just a one off little fetch thing. Um, Steam also announced that they are outlining their plans for an overhaul of Steam and all of the things that they're, the changes that are coming. Basically, all they announced was we've got some stuff coming. We're freaking out yeah. right now, but uh, we're going to make discoverability easier. And that's all they've really said. But I think right now they're definitely feeling the hurt and they're freaking out. And they're like, how do we change this to bring people back?
0: So to be fair, part of that thing too was they always release a very informal – I actually read that whole thing. And the reason I didn't include it is how shockingly informal it is. They don't even call trademarked products by their trademark name. Like they literally call the Switch Pro controller the Nintendo Switch Pro. Or the Switch Pro, like constantly throughout. So they just literally rushed it out. It and, just rushed it any out, kind yeah. Of but or they, or, but they started off with like, "Hey, this is an informal thing we like to post out um, at the end of every year, just kind of saying where we are." So they were being very, very casual about it. It honestly just felt like someone was told to write something up. Yeah, but I mean, hey, like, let's,
1: let's calm some investors. Let's calm some players who are planning on
0: moving. Yeah, it was was very strange. I'm very surprised that they legitimately misspelled Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. They didn't misspell it; they just they'd get the name right. And I'm like, that's this is definitely not a formal thing if they're getting that kind of information wrong. I just thought that was interesting and worth noting. Suck
1: it, (laughs) Fez! For anyone who hasn't been
0: along with us for the ride, Fez is a
1: wonderful individual uh, who's been with us almost since the beginning of the podcast, maybe the beginning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure for the yeah. First photo mode, um, and he's a resident PC person. So, anytime something negative comes up against a PC, oh, this is also positive for PC. <laughs> Fucking suck it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway. <laughs> Speaking of sucking it, Activision can suck it. According Ooh, to Bungie,
1: I don't know if they can suck it. No, actually it, it was like a very it respectful. Mutual, but yeah. it was very,
0: it was very respectful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah.
1: But he- so Bungie has divorced themselves from Activision. They have uh, acquired the publishing rights to Destiny from Activision and going forward they will be self-publishing. It will technically be an indie game unless they seek other publishers uh, or somebody tends to buy them or something like that. Uh, And Activision will go on to continue making games for their established IPs. And I think this is a really, really exciting moment for Bungie. Absolutely, Um, yeah. I think there are two things to this. One it gives them a little bit more freedom to do, take some risks. I think with Destiny that maybe they wanted to do, but maybe Activision didn't really give them the opportunity to do. there mm-hmm. well, there's been rumors then, of like RPG mechanics they want to put in there, right? Yeah. that Maybe Activision might not have been on board with, but two, uh, they've got to put up or shut up now because now they don't have someone to blame it on. If something doesn't go right, oh well, that uh, you know our publishing partners <laughs> they wanted us to do it this way, but well, now you are your publishing partner, so you better mm-hmm. make some good decisions. Yes but uh, i'm to- I'm totally pumped for this there have been a lot of rumors about potential buyouts like people have been like what if xbox buys bungie and that's one of their new studios i think they had that chance and bungie doesn't
0: want that i mean obviously they made halo games for a long time in their whole statement too they really pushed how much they're excited to be independent so i'd just yeah. be very surprised if they went from we can't wait to be independent to being owned by microsoft yeah it's the opposite of independence yeah so, but that said, uh, Phil, Phil Spencer was very supportive on Twitter. He said, "Looking forward to a very bright, uh, bright future working with one of my favorite independent studios on one of my favorite franchises. Excited to see how they continue uh, to grow and evolve Destiny." I just love uh, Phil Spencer; he's awesome. Why don't you marry him? Oh, oh. I fucking got you, <laughs> you idiot! He just always. I just. I feel like he's the most positive person in the game industry. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. We need more people like Phil Spencer. He's great.
1: What did I say while we were watching the Game Awards? What did I say?
0: He's like a – I don't remember. I said something very funny. If you're listening, insert laugh track here.
1: (laughs) Chad, you're so funny.
0: But the point is is that Phil Spencer is a rare individual in the gaming industry. Unlike in the future where streaming services won't be rare at all because they're going to be everywhere because we have so many being announced. Well, not announced, rumored in this case. So we have two streaming services that were rumored this week, and we're going to talk about both of them. Do you want to start with one particular, Ted? Well, one of them – yeah, okay.
1: Uh, uh, I want to start with the Verizon one because that's the one I know most about. Okay. So the Verizon – Good. It's one I know the uh, least about, so. Great. So <laughs> yeah. from The Verge, Verizon is quietly testing its own Netflix-style cloud gaming service. So apparently right now Verizon is trying to branch out from not only the TV and mobile and internet and pretty much all-encompassing, monopolizing – they're almost going to be Comcast soon – they're trying to branch mm-hmm. out a little bit more and also get into game streaming. And what they're currently apparently testing is a game streaming service, similar to like what we saw with the Google Stream Project Stream where you had Assassin's Creed. Um, and if you are part of this alpha test, you get an NVIDIA Shield tablet, or an NVIDIA Shield with a Xbox One controller, and you have access to stream a library of games. Um, the... There's apparently a large selection of games, 135 of them. You also get an Amazon gift card for participating. And a lot of the big response has been like, there's been terrible lag. It's a really crappy experience. But they're now looking to roll that out to select people on Android through the Google Play Store as well. You can download an app. This is not going to be like a wide thing right now. Mm -hmm. It's still going to be selected people who are testing out the service. But what is kind of most interesting is a selection of games that are gathered from a couple screenshots. Yeah, that included Detroit Become Human and God of War, which are both PlayStation exclusive. Now, the person on the Verge who wrote this up said it is very, very likely that a lot of these screenshots are just placeholders for yeah. what could possibly be on the service or an idea of what you could expect to see from. Verizon There's Games just like streaming.
0: no way God of War or any first party I can't game imagine. would be. Yeah, it'd be shot, including Microsoft stuff. As much as it to be everywhere now, just no.
1: Yeah, I can't see them going through a Verizon app. I could see an Xbox app on your phone, but not their games through a Verizon app on your phone.
0: Yeah. And also, too, so, I think that's what's going to hurt services like this is not really having exclusive content from really noticeable brands immediately. Like They're going to have to really shell out money to get exclusive yeah. content. And I don't just see Verizon buying a game studio and making a game studio. No.
1: So, yeah, at the end of this month, they're kind of branching out from the NVIDIA Shield testing to actually an Android app. But don't expect to see it anytime soon, especially from the <clears throat> what the rumors are of how the performance and how it's performing uh, mm-hmm. with the lag and all of that kind of stuff. But hold on. Tell me about the Amazon game
0: streaming service. Jesus Christ. So this is – there's really actually not a lot – known about it we just really know that it's going to be i put it here laughing in 2020 launching in 2020 um and it's, <laughs> it's going nice. to allow console games to be played on mobile devices yada, yada yada that's the whole point it's very very limited in details of what's happening here but i think that amazon has the best chance of being a big player in the game streaming service uh, kind of arena that they'll be coming out yeah um two big reasons one is that most of the internet runs off of AWS, Amazon Web Services. Yeah, they it, it, they just do. They own so much of the infrastructure that they're going to have a great infrastructure to run it on. Just like Microsoft is in the same boat. They a lot of the internet runs off of um, Microsoft servers, so they're both in really good position for that. But also, they've bought a they they have a game studio, Amazon Game Studios, and they've had it for six years now yeah they tried to make games for the fire tv stuff for the fire tv stuff and that didn't pan out do you know the last time they released a game is 2014 2015 mm, damn it very close very close the point is is that the service isn't coming out till 2020 well that's five years for the three studios they have to make games so it's very likely it's going to happen and i'm like well i'm just going to go to the website and just see what they plan to be working on and they basically just said it on their front page in their mission statement. Hi, we're making games for a streaming service. Listen to this. <laughs> this is an exact quote. It says, we will continue um, to a future where everyone is a gamer and every gamer can create, compete, collaborate, and connect with others at a massive scale. Already right, it's kind of like, all right, there's some like, stuff in there that like maybe could be streaming services. But then the next sentence comes up. It's, our games teams in Seattle... Irvine, and San Diego, so three studios, are developing games that harness the power of Amazon Web Services and <laughs> Twitch to create bold new game experiences. Hmm. I always forget they own Twitch. Yes, they own Twitch. So, very interesting. They're going to have... Ex- I mean, they, I, it's not even like a theory. They're going to have exclusive games for their Amazon Web Services. They've yep. been making games for a while now. Um they're going to do a good job, I think. The Verizon, I think, will will be fine because they have a. They, it's an IPS, ISP, I mean. They'll do fine, but I think Amazon's going to rock it. I really do. I think Amazon's yeah. going to do really, really well. And also, too well, like they, We'll see how they compete with Google
1: and Verizon and Xbox and everyone else in the sun. And EA. And EA. And uh, someone else announced one at E3. Who cares? Oh, my God. Is it Devolver? <laughs> Probably Devolver. But um, they're only going to have, like, one game, and it's a Flash game from 1994.
0: And... I could see them doing that. That'd be really funny. Yeah. But I think the two that are going to be on top are going to be Microsoft and Amazon. That's my prediction. The two big nice. game streaming services will be Amazon and Microsoft. And, of course, Sony's out there too. End
1: of 2019? Let's go. <laughs> end of 2019. <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, that's all I got there. Hot. Is that the end of our quest log? That is the end of the quest log. Oh, fuck. Have you we guys, been to the main we're quest? Not getting... What? Do we, are we at the main quest now? We're at the main quest, bro. Oh, wow.
1: Welcome to our main quest, our main topic for today. And this one actually comes from uh, one of our newest fans, <clears throat> listeners, friends, designated drivers, golfer. I don't know if you golf. Uh, news people uh, who are following us on Twitter reached out to us and asked I would really enjoy getting to know y'all's story sorry this is I should probably name the person hi Silo Sword S-I-L-O-S-W-O-R-D on Twitter said hi I would really like to you're just the spelling bee champ this episode I know right you're so good at spelling let me tell you second grade I was already on an advanced spelling list aside from the rest of the class because I'm fucking smart but my uh, nom de (laughs) plume sorry I just felt like being pretentious there (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, there was a word. Incomprehensible was one of my spelling words. Ooh. And I would run around being like, hey, I can spell incomprehensible in less than blah, blah, blah seconds. I don't remember what it was. I'd be like, I do NPRH and I they be like, oh my god, it's so bad. And I was like, yeah. And I would just do that to all the ladies. <laughs> all the ladies? I <laughs> do that anyone who would listen because
0: I craved attention. <laughs> and everyone uh, thought, anyway. whoa, Chad's so cool. He can spell incomprehensible. Incompa- incomprehensible <laughs> and i'm over here spelling
1: dessert and i still spell it with one s you idiot you're 29 uh to be clear i spell it with two s's because that's the way you spell dessert two mm-hmm. s's because it's filling whereas
0: a desert is empty one s oh i like that, I never that trick. That. that's a good trick i always don't yeah. like the i um, hoping versus hopping because bunnies hop with two feet Ooh.
1: But we're not talking about the English language here and little mnemonic <laughs> tricks. We're talking about Silas Demonic Lord.
0: tricks. Demonic. That, this, that the devil gave us to learn how to spell properly.
1: <laughs> I would really enjoy getting to know y'all's story of how you got your podcast started and how y'all met. First of all, I applaud your use of y'all. Thank you. Second, it has inspired me as I've been wanting to become a content creator of some sort, streaming or podcast, any tips or tricks you could offer would be greatly appreciated. Well, it's your fucking lucky day because you're not the only one that's interested. Uh, we've got a ton of people who have been asking us this week, obviously because as, if you listened to our last episode, um, we got a shout-out on Kind of Funny Games Daily, and now we have a whole bunch of Kind of Funny best friends who have joined our community as well, who starting next week you're going to be listening to as well as guests on the podcast. Boom. But a lot of people are just on us for the first time, and we want to kind of give them our journey because some of you haven't been following us from the beginning. So, Holden, how did we meet?
0: Yeah, so we worked together Wait at the same, we we'll say retail store, for a little Not while. So we were acquaintances. And then one day, Chad did maybe one of the nicest things a human being can do to another human being. Because I'm a dope motherfucker. I spelled incomprehensible. <laughs> That's what it was. He taught me how to spell incomprehensible. I said, guess how fast I can spell incomprehensible. And I said, let's do a podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, so... um. This is when the Majora's Mask new 3DS was coming out. And I was like, man, that looks so awesome. And Chad's like, hey, do you want me to buy one so you can get a pre-ordered one and then just buy it off of me? And I'm like, absolutely, I'd love to do that. You're an amazing person. And then we just became friends after that. it was
1: one of those things that was going to be really – like you had to – pre like pre-orders were selling out incredibly quickly. Everybody. And
0: Chad's really good at getting those pre-orders. If you, haven't listened. If you listen to the podcast, yeah. you'll know Chad is really good at that. Yeah. Follow Wario64 on Twitter and turn on alerts. No, just the ruined the secret. Just ruin the secret. Isn't the secret putting it on a vision board and just it happens because you said it out loud? No, it's, it's just it's, – uh, the secret is knowing it's going to happen is the only way it's going to happen. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, find someone who makes you laugh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just put into the world, but you get out of it. <laughs> or the other way around. I just messed that up. Anyway, oh, let's man. just get to our advice that's going to sound better than last by Yeah. It's, so it's we scared. met – we
1: hung out. We had fun. Uh, and actually, we talked about making a podcast for a long time before we actually made a podcast. Yeah. We were like, we should make a podcast. Yeah, we should. Hey, maybe we should name our podcast. Yeah. There's a cool name for it. Cool. Three months later, goodbye. Yeah. And then we just fucking finally just, did it. Yeah, we just did
0: it. Um, And it's been a journey since. It's actually been yeah. pretty... I think both of us are kind of amazed that we kept up with it for this long. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, we
1: actually we worked in the same spot. Mm-hmm. We now live in two very separate locations. Yes. Chicago for me, Rhode Island for Holden. Mm-hmm. What city in Rhode Island again? East Greenwich. East Greenwich. Greenwich. It's So Greenwich. many people have been asking. I was like, I don't know, we're fucking somewhere in that tiny state. <laughs> Just take a look to the left, look to the right. You'll probably see them. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, so we've, we've maintained doing it. Actually, funny enough, I think the podcast got. Better after, after the move. I think so too. Yeah. Someone
1: someone was I was uh, DMing with someone on Twitter, and they were like, "Yeah, so and so, my podcast kind of fell apart when we moved away." And I was like, "Man, we're lucky because I feel like our podcast got stronger after we moved away." Because I yeah. feel like whenever you left, mm-hmm. I was like. Oh, shit. That's probably going to be the end of our podcast. We'll try. It's like a long-distance relationship. We'll try, we'll try. to keep yeah. it up, but it's going
0: to fall apart. We're going to fuck other people. <laughs> but at this point, and... <laughs> uh, we've we've been fucking the same each other since more, actually, than we did That's before right. I left. Yeah, That's so, right. Lot but I of feel like when happened. you
1: did leave, we kind of – it made us make more of a commitment to it so that it yeah. wouldn't fall apart. Totally, we yeah. We started as the gaming podcast where our motto was occasionally weekly so we could give ourselves an excuse to not post an episode <laughs> one week. And but now also, we're
0: also too like I was using Chad's microphones to record. So like, I got yeah. my own equipment. Like I it, at that point. So also I think I got I think I got a better microphone than the one you the second microphone you had.
1: Yeah, your Yeti is much better than the Snowball. That I had. Yeah,
0: so it, that improved as well. But also we I think we have a pretty good process for getting the audio as well. So we do FaceTime obviously because we not yeah. in the same room. But then we record our own audio separately into Logic, and then we do a clap at the beginning like. a... That three, two, one. We all clap. Sync it up. Sync it up, and then I just send the audio to Chad. He does his brilliant audio wizardry on it, and it gets released.
1: Yeah, for anyone who's like looking to create something, I think this is one of the first things you should do, we should do is invest in some equipment. It doesn't have to be anything super fancy. Like, don't be like, oh my god, I have to spend like three hundred dollars on a podcast mic setup. Like, there's a certain threshold where like. Just above crappy phone call quality, where it's acceptable to listen to, especially for podcasts. I'm gonna check these off as we do them. Okay, so yeah, I think I think you should invest in something. It's people ask for tips and tricks. We're now entering the tips and tricks and yeah. less the how a man led a woman kind of section. <laughs> the um, birds and bees discussion of reasons. The birds I and fire. bees, and now we're talking about how to be a good bird or how to be a good bee. <laughs> um, invest in something, even like a fifty dollar blue snowball is a great starter mic. Something above. Mm-hmm like recording the audio from a Skype call or recording the audio from an actual phone call. Because yeah. when you're listening to something, I've, I've listened to so many podcasts where I'm listening. I was like, you know, I like what they're saying, but it's just like, I don't, I already don't like talking on the phone. So I don't want to hear a phone conversation. And it, it's like <laughs> that audio
0: quality is enough to make, to yeah. turn me off and not want to listen. You could be having the most interesting conversation on the planet. You could literally be telling me the location of the Holy grail and I'll stop listening to your podcast because it doesn't sound great. Yeah. Also, I don't believe in the Holy Grail, so
1: <gasps>
0: blasphemy.
1: But yeah, get did you not something. see Indiana Jones: and The Last Crusade? I did, and they were aliens. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about that King was... of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> no, you chose poorly. You chose um... poorly. <laughs> yeah, you get did choose something. poorly. <laughs> On the flip side, whatever you're holding in your hand probably has the capability to record. Yeah, You don't need anything fancy. You don't need to go spend hundreds of dollars on a digital audio workstation. You've got GarageBand if you've got a Mac. Use that. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a Mac or, for some reason, don't have GarageBand, you can download Audacity. It's a great free app where you can just record audio <clears throat> to your computer. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a a totally – and that's what we did right off the bat. I mean I yeah. used Logic because I had it. Uh, Holden used GarageBand. Now he uses Logic. But don't freak out about it needing some crazy software just record the audio even mm-hmm. if you have a microphone that you plug into your phone into the voice memos app as long as you've got
0: a recording of it but also just a general advice honestly if you're gonna do a hobby just do the hobby and then invest money in it once you are doing the hobby yes I, yes Ted and i both work retail and we can both so we just seen people going being like i'm doing a podcast i'm buying everything oh yeah this guy at my store a few weeks ago, he went to buy a 4K – He want, he's like, oh, I'm going to start doing a podcast, a video podcast. Needs to be 4K, 60 frames a second. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Just use your phone to record it for now, man, and if you're really happy and loving it, then maybe you get that really expensive multi-thousand-dollar camera that does 4K, 60 frames per second. Yep. Yep. Just it's something that I. It's easier to
1: say than do, obviously, but I've 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 fallen in that trap several times where I'm like, man, I'd really love to like film this kind of cool video series, like, oh, but you know what? If I wait three more months, I'm sure they're gonna have a better camera on the new phone, or if I mm-hmm. just save up enough for a better camera, or I got the camera now, but you know, like, if I just save up a little, I can get a shotgun mic and that'll have better audio, and maybe I'll wait, and then I just never fucking do it because I'm always waiting for something better. So get something that is acceptable mm-hmm. and start it now. And then learn as you go and improve when you can. Yep. Exactly. Um, just do it. In terms of improving just, while you, while you can. On. Just as Shia whoa. LaBeouf said that Nike said, just do it. <laughs> Remember that video?
0: Yes, I, I do. So good. Um, speaking of always kind of uh, looking to get better and that kind of stuff, always assessing. Um, Chad oh, and yeah. I have, I don't think, I, we have a pretty good format now. But it's basically always been in a state of evolution. It's never really – it's always different in terms of, like, we'll move things around if we have to. We don't really feel like we have to stick to anything specifically. But also, we never held on to a format as the finalized, like, perfect, we found it. Like, just be willing to try out and experiment things. A lot of the times we'll try things out and then – we'll go back to the old way. We've also like done uh, segments that were done on a regular basis that we just, you know what? Like, is this really the best thing for the podcast? I don't think so. So we drop it. Yep. Like, um, like for example, um, we used to have the whole, um, what are they called it? The um, leaderboard, right? I would just talk about, Oh yeah. Like the, 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 reviews for three games during the past month that we hadn't played, just so we get that in there. And I kind of thought, well, why include that? It's really just, here's the fact and there's no discussion around it so it's like yeah it's informative but is this the best thing for the podcast and just let it go and so far no one's complained so i don't think <laughs> it's, it's been a problem but just oh, to hey, be go, clear that was a segment
1: holden came up
0: with it so was I, I come I really up with all it. the good segments were chad's segments i haven't contributed yeah. anything worthwhile to the podcast which is the next one um find someone different interesting <laughs> or engaging to talk to <laughs>
1: Find someone who's really, really great, and then you're the piece of shit in the relationship.
0: <laughs> no, it's um, it's really important not to have yourself on the podcast. Being like, don't talk to yourself at the podcast. Talk to someone who doesn't have the same opinions as you. Who's yeah. going to challenge you? Who's going to tell you you're an idiot when you know when they disagree? Um, playfully, when you believe when playfully because be we don't fight on this console. podcast. That's right, we don't fight.
1: We don't like You believe the switch won't be a console till the Netflix app comes on it. You have someone across from you who wants to argue
0: that no, Netflix app is worthless. Yeah, one and it of makes you for is a... wrong. Exactly, like but one of us is wrong here. Discussion. And it's not me, and it makes for really good conversations when I'm the one in the right and Chad's wrong. <laughs> it always makes for great conversations. <laughs> You're just such a delightful human. <laughs> I'm not arrogant or obnoxious at all. That's not a thing. <laughs> no, in all seriousness though, like Because Chad thinks differently than I do, I get insight as well. It just makes it interesting for me because I get insight that I wouldn't have considered. And very often the show, I think you'll hear me say something, then Chad challenged me on it, and then I can't complete the next thought and just fuck you, Chad.
1: Yeah. So it's always good. It makes you a better person to have people around you in your life that are different than you. Yeah. I think the way you said it is you have to be engaged on the podcast as well as a listener. Yeah. Like if you and I are literally saying the same things about all the same things, like that's Mm -hmm. not engaging for me to talk about. It might be interesting for the person to listen to, because maybe that's not something that they've played or something mm-hmm. an opinion that they had, but you gotta be just as engaged as well. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of engaged, we're gonna engage the community. That's that is probably my most favorite part of doing all of this is seeing when people enjoy our content. And with this kind of like recent small explosion that we've had just seeing people saying, oh, my God, I downloaded your most recent couple of episodes, and I loved it, and you guys are really funny. You have great chemistry, blah, blah, blah. And it's like to be able to see that people are connecting with our content, that they're, some of them are challenging our opinions, or some of them are like, oh, my God, you played this game too. I can't wait to hear you talk about it. That kind of stuff, knowing that we're reaching people is super fucking cool to me. I remember the first time that we did a photo mode, and we said um, – uh, so it's, a, it's something that we used to do where – we offer you some kind of photo related challenge every single month and then one person would win 10 bucks or 15 bucks or something like that to a gaming service and the first time that we had people send in photos of themselves listening to our podcast yeah i was like oh my god the numbers <laughs> that we're seeing aren't just robots there are people who enjoy listening to us that's so freaking cool or the photoshop challenge where i said i'm going to provide f- 12 green screen photos of me doing stupid things like laughing at a fork or have a (laughs) VR headset. And then people are Photoshopping my face in the games and shit. Like people are listening to us and they want to interact with us and connect with us. And it's so fucking cool. That's my favorite part of all of this. And seeing everyone reaching out in the last week or so is also so fucking cool. So my suggestion would be find ways to engage your community. Obviously I entice people with money, with our participation award and the photo <laughs> mode and all of that kind of shit because I was desperately trying to make it happen and it turned out it worked, but maybe you don't have to. Like, for instance, the Thanks for Creating that we started a few weeks ago mm-hmm. just as a way to get people talking, but which also- I have been CEO on York, top you of. You have. I have. I've been, been noticing. I have not. Or I've been really bad about it. <laughs> what else is so fucking cool? When you see, like, I didn't even know because they didn't tag us in it, but- uh, someone you probably didn't work with while we were while he while you were there. Uh, Will no. Clow, who listens to our podcast now. Mm-hmm. Um oh, I know I know of
0: him. I don't. I don't he can, know he
1: came up to me, showed me on his phone this tweet that he had tagged the guy who did the music for Bastion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was like, "Hey, thanks for making this music and this amazing thing." And the guy responded, and Will comes up, to me, "Isn't this so cool? When the creator actually responds to your shit?" And I was like, "I hadn't actually seen that one because he didn't hashtag it at all." I was like, "That's that's what." That's what makes me super erect when making this podcast <laughs> is those moments when people connect with us, they reach out, and they
0: experience something really amazing, like connecting with an artist that they really appreciate. It just, it's just special moments, and I don't know. You just get warm, fuzzy feelings when they happen. It just, yeah. It's just really cool. It's really, really cool. So and i I feel the same thing too, even though I'm not on social media a whole lot. I do feel the same thing as well for those people. Holden does. What's really funny is that as we started getting this onslaught, and that's the only
1: word for it, this onslaught of tweets and DMs, and I'm, like, spending four to five hours a day for a good solid four or five days, Holden's like... I really want to go and read all of these messages with all of these people, but I don't <laughs> want to screw up your workflow. Like, is it okay? I was like, oh yeah, totally go through, read all the shit. And he's so, if you're one of those people who's messaging back and
0: forth with me, just know that Holden's there and he's reading and he's appreciating oh, yeah. everything we're I've saying. I've gone back even just like a few times, being like, oh my god, this is happening, this is real. I have to like like look again. Like it's not there. Maybe it disappeared. It's like, oh no, it's still there. These it's awesome. <laughs> all those messages are still there. Yes, it's super super cool. Um, I have a know your work retail. <laughs> what was that note
1: i don't remember but i remember it being stupid and you're like oh i'm gonna put this stupid little catchphrase to remind me of whatever it was we were supposed to say well that's
0: gonna segue to one important one plan ahead <gasps> i remember it i remember it okay we'll talk this... about plan ahead first yeah um plan ahead so when we started the podcast a little story for you um we didn't really plan for any episode not at, at, at all. <laughs> it was literally like, hey, um, Chad, you find five stories, and then I'll find five stories, and then we'll have what's called News War. And News War is where we might have found the same stories. Let's see who found the most original stories, like Boggle style, who found the most original words. <laughs> and man, what a bad idea for having yeah. discussions with video games. It was just all over the place. Sometimes... We would find basically the same stories, so we'd have just—it was just terrible. Or we would find shit stories just because we knew the other person wouldn't sink that low and yeah, such a piece yeah, of shit exactly. Story. It just was a really, really that, actually, that. That's why we stopped doing it. Actually, is yep. oh wait, why didn't you include the story? Oh, oh I had I twelve you would-
1: stories this week, and you only had four. Looks like I fucking win the news war.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure all of them were like new amoeba amoeba releases great but also be like oh i didn't include that story because i thought you would have picked it and it was the Ooh. biggest story of the week now we're not talking <laughs> about it so yeah i think that was a problem but also just our i think the the flow of the podcast and just honestly how entertaining it was skyrocketed once we started saying hey maybe we should just have some semblance of an idea of what we're going to yeah. talk about and then it really has grown into we have full outlines for every episode um, like as we're um, doing every episode, we share an iCloud note um, where everything is checkboxed, and so we'll have like this story. We've we done it yet? We're gonna check it when we, when we're done talking about it, and then we'll put like subpoints underneath that so we know what about that story we're gonna be talking about. So we just the, I find like the the more we've planned, the better the podcast has gotten. Yeah, not that you have to plan to the extent that um, we do. Um, so far, the guests that have been in our podcast um, when we've been doing these big notes have been very <laughs> overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> They're like,
1: oh my god, this note is forever long. <laughs> it's like, well, Holden's basically
0: taken like every single major point from every article and made a, a checkbox out of it. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then we hold on to those two, so we have a record of them. Um. So yeah, planning ahead super important. I also just love the planning ahead portion of it. I love yeah. digging through Holden's all that stuff. I'm a nerd. I'm Fucking a huge nerd. nerd. So yes, yeah, so that's planning ahead. Very, very important. I actually think that our podcast consistently got better the more that we we plan ahead. And planning ahead also just means, like, discussing with each other, too. Like, what did you want to talk about this week? Did you want to talk about this or that? Or just thinking of things ahead of time. Because a lot of the times, too, we would come up with a subject. Like, our main quest, we'd come up with it literally minutes before we would record. Yeah. And those were always the worst. We still get pretty close. We'll usually do, like, a day or two before. We'll be like, hey, is this going to be the main the main quest? Um but that's gotten better too. Yep. What was work retail? Work
1: retail was <laughs> in layman's terms and offensive terms, be a fucking interesting person. <laughs> Vocally. Yeah, that's why. Right. So be like, an interesting person. like Jed yes. and I have
0: both been in customer service a long time. I've been in customer service since I was 18, so seven years at that point. So you just you kinda just get good at talking to people and do you just get good at talking to people when you're when you're forcing it essentially for seven years like that? <laughs> um, so it just you just kind of learn how to fill in gaps and all those other kind of things.
1: Yeah, try to fill silences. Uh, something that it, for some people is like a skill that they have to work on is varying your inflection, which mm-hmm. sounds like oh, that's something simple and easy to do, but there have been so many podcast like i listen to a podcast called barbell shrugged about like fitness and all that kind of stuff and there will be really amazingly knowledgeable doctors and shit like that talking about all of these mm. great mechanics and but they talk like this and then uh, you know, the uh, hip flexor the adductor muscle and it's like i can't i can't fucking listen yeah. to this for
0: an hour straight i think i think a lot of it too is also just not even like be interesting it's also just be yourself don't be yeah. afraid to be yourself yeah and you don't have to be silly and stupid and crazy like me I well, That is how is Chad is in real life. This is like yeah, not this is an act. Yeah, this, is, this is how he is with the customers, minus the offensive language. <laughs> yes. The, uh, like the, me kicking through a wall listening to Disney's Powerline. That's me in real life. Um, how do you think he opens the door at work? He just breaks the glass <laughs> of the doors at work every time to get in. We replace a lot of doors for other reasons, but we replace a lot of doors. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah. But another How thing many that last I year? Like four by, or
1: five? <laughs> Oh, no, we've, we've reinforced the doors now, so we actually don't break them as often. Oh, good for, good yeah. for them. They figured that one out. But another kind of thing, like if, if that is you, like your true self, but then you just like, I don't know how to make that come out on a podcast or how to make that in public or with somebody, somebody else. My motto that I always tell myself is if you feel stupid or silly, you're doing it right. That mm-hmm. makes you engaging and entertaining and interesting, and people are going to want to listen to what you have to say. Uh, so, if your true self is a little bit wacky, but you're embarrassed or scared to show it off, fucking do it anyway. If you feel stupid or silly, it's probably really engaging to listen to. Mm
0: -hmm. And also just keep moving on if you do, like, if you feel stupid and silly to, like, a bad degree, just keep moving on, don't worry about it. Exactly, so if you, like, make a really distasteful rape joke... (laughs) Just keep moving. No but, I, I, it didn't I, no, but no. In all seriousness, though, because we have made some really oh, yeah. not great jokes on here. It's oh, like, yeah. There's a reason oh, we're shit. the most
1: kickass, irreverent gaming yeah. podcast. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I think I have a little. I actually came up with this today. Actually, regrets are behind you. They shouldn't get in the way of what's in front of you.
1: Ooh, because yeah. you farted out the regrets. exactly, and you don't want to smell that shit exactly. So you got to run, there ahead, you run go. away. I made that up right now. <laughs> God,
0: we work so well together. Um, did you say consistency already? No, I didn't, but that's very important. It is very important. So talk about how we were the uh, occasionally weekly podcast. <laughs> Such a brilliant little line. Yeah, it is so a good we, line. We
1: were like, um, you know, we usually have Sunday nights off. Oh, but man, also Game of Thrones is on that night. And then we were just like, hey, can you do a podcast on like Friday or Thursday? And there would sometimes be where we would get it weekly. Sometimes we'd get it like every two weeks or something like that. But I feel like what's worked well for engaging with our community, what's worked well for making sure that we're producing quality content is just no matter what we've made a commitment, especially being so far away away now, Mm -hmm. we've had to make more of a a promise to that commitment is just making sure this is important to me. We're carving out time for it. Let's make it happen every week. If, if it can't happen that specific day, let's rearrange some stuff in our lives to make it happen on a different day. But I think that's really important uh, to build that consistency Especially because if you give your audience something to look forward to on specific days. Like I know that, uh, for instance, uh, Kind of Funny Games Cast. I know every Monday I'm like, cool, I'm going to load up my podcast. Well, now I get it early because I'm a gold member. But (laughs) anyway, I know, cool, Monday, I can't wait to open up my podcast app and listen to what they had to say last week. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important thing for us to do. Speaking of, we're going to, to record a little bit in advance starting next week. So we're recording Sunday night so we can release at a normal Tuesday time instead of like 11 p.m. at night. It's still Tuesday. Um, Still Tuesday. Still Tuesday. Still Tuesday.
0: So yeah, consistency is pretty key. It is. Save it for the podcast. Thanks to Kind of Funny Games for giving us that one. I think it it was from them, yeah. And this is actually something you said all the time, Chad, so I want to give you this one. Yeah, this
1: one's important um, to make sure when you're on the podcast, you're not just like (laughs) you don't want to spoil the surprise or the discussion itself. Like if Holden says something really interesting about red dead redemption Two, if I've already heard that story or that anecdote before, then I'm like, cool. I'm hearing this for, I can fake interest in it again because we all know it's red dead redemption Two And I don't give a shit about it. Um, but if it's the first time I'm hearing about it, like that makes for more engaging content. Mm -hmm. So if you've, if you're kind of on the phone and like, Oh my God, Holden, I just played beat saber again for blah, blah, blah. And I played this new song, blah, blah. And they're like, cool. And then we're gonna have that same exact conversation and try to make it interesting again later. It's too tough. I think
0: a good example. I think honestly, I think the best example of this is that you don't like Breath of the Wild, and that made for a <laughs> yeah. really good conversation. It's like, whoa, what? You don't like Breath yeah. of the Wild? And If i known it beforehand, it's like I would have been almost like prepping for like a response. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like no, no, no. So like, this is why you don't understand. And like, it would have. I think it would have changed the conversation completely. Yeah. But I think because it came about naturally, the emotion was more natural. It was just better overall because of go that. Go back and listen to that episode, by the way. I cried. Controversial opinion. I cried. <laughs> Holden
1: cried. He cried because I literally beat the shit. Out. We, you were still in Chicago at that
0: point, right? Yeah. So I was. could have physically beat you. You could have. Yeah, you physically beat me for Switch because like I don't need the stupid Zelda machine anymore. Yeah. Just beat uh, me Chad with thinks it. Zelda is boring. As the name of that episode, it is. It is. Yeah, I actually listen, uh, I've actually gone back to listen to that one before. I don't go have? back very often to listen to podcasts just because I don't like hearing myself talk. Um, but I did go back to listen to that one because I'm like what was it about the game Titan like again and I had to like go back and listen to it I
1: I remember just being so proud of me saying all of these things why Zelda is boring and then you're like I can't say any of those are wrong yeah so no, you made yeah. good
0: points about fuck the game yeah. but you uh, are wrong think,
1: no <laughs> you're dead to me uh, the last one I think is well the last one that I have I don't know if you have any more written down research name but, uh, yeah yeah it's the last one Na- the name of your podcast is very important not i wouldn't say like keep it from letting you start the podcast we didn't stop us it didn't stop us we'll get to that we started as split screen gaming podcast just because one day i had the idea oh my god holden if we did a video one and then like you could be in a video and it would show your face and i could be in a video show my face and we'd literally be like split screen and we could be a split screen gaming podcast like oh my god cool yeah Fucking started it. Had no idea Kotaku had
0: a podcast no, called split screen. Not even just Kotaku. Just look up split screen in any gaming uh, any in any podcast app. There's tons of them. There's so ton of them. many of them. It's also it's not split screen for a Kotaku, it's Kotaku's split screen because there's so many split screens even they had to distinguish. And we had the cleverest one, which was split, split screen, screen gaming podcast. Exactly. How else would you have known it was a gaming podcast? <laughs> It took right? respawning fire took us, I'd say, a solid year to f- figure out.
1: Yeah, and well, actually, we legit changed our name on the one-year
0: anniversary of our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It was the one-year anniversary of the podcast. Um, the number of names that we went through,
1: I still have a list of all the things I thought of. It was like forty or fifty things. Yeah, there were, I don't. And ha- we would suggest something to the other person, be like, "No, I fucking hate that." Game yeah. potato. Yeah, that was. We're gonna call our podcast Game that was Potato. Mine.
0: I still I like Game Potato, but I get it. <laughs> I still like Game Potato.
1: But uh, make sure it's unique. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's important to, like, split-screen. Yeah, split-screen gaming podcast is unique, but also there are 40 split-screen podcasts. So mm-hmm. you, if you say, hey, what's your podcast? Split-screen? Cool. And somebody goes to search it, and there's, like, 50 of them. It's not going to be helpful for yeah. you.
0: And I actually do want to thank Chad, because I think Chad's the one who actually really pushed for the name harder than I did. It, just in the sense of... I think at a certain point, I would have just said, this name is good enough. And Chad's like, no. We are not going <laughs> to settle until we have the best name. Yeah. and Because there were a couple times where we were like, to literally stop fighting about the name, it's just
1: fucking, uh, fine, this will work. We're like, no. Because we're going to stick with yeah. this.
0: Yeah. I think the the best one that he came up with otherwise was Super Bitty. Super Bitty. Which like. will make an appearance very soon as well. Yes, so te- uh, oh, teaser, super bitty, super bitty, super bitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
1: also make sure that it's available everywhere. There yes. are so many times where we are like, man, this is such a great idea for podcasts. Look at the podcast and it doesn't exist anywhere, but there's a YouTube channel about it and somebody already has the Twitter handle and somebody has the Instagram handle. and like, yep. fuck. So try to find something that, and research it. Make sure you have it all and then don't let anyone know it. And then change it all at the same
0: time. <laughs> yeah, we were super, super nervous that we were going to announce the name and then some troll online would be like, well, I'm taking the name now because you guys announced that was your name already, but it's not there yet. Yeah. We were ner- we were legitimately very nervous that was going to happen. And so we... also pick something you
1: like because it's kind of a pain in the butt to change your name. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Had to cha- we had to make a new email address. We had to change our iTunes account. We had to change our SoundCloud account. We had to change our to and Also, change some of the, the, Twitter the handle and...
0: um, album covers are still the old... Splitting yeah. Gaming Podcast covers, which the new one's yep. so much better. Yep, so much better.
1: And then the new new one that's coming a little bit later Ooh.
0: is going to be even so much better. I've seen it, or the the early you've seen a concept, the an concepts. early ish idea. But I've seen the concept, and they're very good. So,
1: um, hold on. I think that's all that we had on our list, right? Yeah,
0: there were ten so items. Kind of, yeah, I'm going to run through them again really quickly. Plan ahead. Save it for the podcast. Research your name. Consistency. Getting audience participation, work retail, <laughs> find no. someone different slash interesting slash engaging for you, always assessing, kind of always thinking about how you can improve the podcast, uh, invest in something, a microphone, whatever it is, and then also just do it. Just, just do it. Just fucking just do it. Just do it. Just do it! Do it! Well, Chad. If
1: you guys have any other questions, hopefully that answered a lot of stuff for some of you guys. If you have any other questions, definitely feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or our email. Um, I kind of abandoned Facebook as a new year's resolution this year. So our Facebook group probably will fall away to nothingness because Holden also doesn't use Facebook, but yeah, I just, you could also reach out to that. Maybe. Yeah. I'm
0: just, I'm an old man. I don't even really text that much. Yeah. People are trying to get us to start a discord. We got to do that. We We got to get people what they want. We got to do discord. We got to do Patreon. We got to do all those different kinds of things.
1: (sighs) Anyway, if you have more questions, let us know. We would love to answer them. Submit them on Twitter as what we call subscriber interrogatives. Ba-boom. Which are just a fancy word for like listener or reader questions. Ba-ba-boo-y. That's going to bring us to our end game where we connect with the community. This would have been normally been there, but we decided it was big enough for its own topic.
0: Oh, also fun. Whoa, 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 one more thing. One more thing. What? Fun segment names. Fun segment names. Yeah. We have fun. Sometimes making this those. is like, yeah, that's great. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Speaking of
1: barf. Yes. Backlog accomplishment with Respawn and <laughs> Friends. This month, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, played along with us. We will be having that discussion. We'll be recording that episode on the 27th. Very 1st We're already in the game so far. This far. Haven't started. Haven't started. Okay. It doesn't take long no. at all. You're fine. I have a week off starting tomorrow, so you're going to beat it. Yeah. I
0: think you'll be very surprised at how fast you get through it.
1: Cool. Yeah. Your mom. Um. so play that along with us let us know your experience with it I know a lot of the newer listeners have mentioned man I'm kind of interested in that discussion let us know if you played it what you thought of it whether it's a two word sentence or like a whole paragraph that I can pull things from and then we'll kind of bring that into our discussion and we talk about participation award so this is how one of you guys wins 20 bucks to the gaming service of your choice interact with us on Twitter anything more than a like retweets count uh, commenting counts Photos count. You get one entry per week for that. You get an entry for reviewing us on the podcast service of your choice. Let us know what it is because those are different. And also, I don't look at the Google Play Store reviews, so like, send us a screenshot of that. Or you could refer a friend to us. Have them tweet at us and say, "Hey, so and so referred me." Boom, you both get an entry. Boom. Then that brings us to one of our newest segments that I love. Hashtag thanks for creating. This is where we reach out to all on our own. An individual in the gaming industry that uh, we enjoy their work and we say thank you. Thank you for making that. We've done one so far for games creators who developed a game in 2018, for actors, for musicians. This time, we're going to use hashtag thanksforcreating to thank a gaming personality whose content you enjoy. It cannot be us, it has to be someone other than us because obviously you enjoy us. We're amazing. (laughs) Uh, So yes Thank a gaming personality whose content you enjoy That could be your favorite streamer That could be your favorite journalist That could be uh, a person who Does a bunch of cool videos on YouTube For you but just reach out and say thanks Tag it hashtag thanks for creating So that we can kind of see that And all the love because I love seeing When Tunic does it every single week That guy's entering the participation award He's playing the numbers game Uh, Will Cloud did it I've done it you do it Uh, A couple other people have done it, just randos, as well as people who listen to our podcast. Fucking love it. And then finally, Game on Game Show. The Game Show on our Game Show, where we game on the Game Show, called Game On on our Game Show for gaming. This, more often than not, is video game, would you rather? And it is no exception this week. And we have some that are the most tame we've ever had. Okay. We have some that are maybe some of the most irreverent we've ever had. Okay. Okay. And we have one that is fucking out of left field. Okay. It's coming at the very end. Are you ready for this, Holden? It means we're out of left field. I know it's going to be the last one, though. It is going to be the last one, yes. Okay. That's specifically going to be the last one because it's long. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Number one, we're going to start tame. Would you rather be in a turn-based fight with your middle school bully? <laughs> Like a real-life, turn-based, heat punch he I punch I was the bully, kind of Chad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's be honest. Everyone who's listening to this podcast was a nerd, <laughs> including us.
0: We got bullied. Oh, yeah, I was bullied. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs>
1: or would you rather have a turn-based Thanksgiving dinner with all of your extended family, where everyone has to eat one bite at a time? Someone takes a bite, and then someone else can take a bite, and then you can take a bite, and you have to go all the way
0: around the table. I'll take the bully, because I have... <laughs> Well, this way, um, my grandmother had four children. Okay. Which means there are four aunts and uncles, my mom inclu- included in there. Right. And then many of them had like two kids. And then there's extended family that likes to come in as well. So we usually have like sure. 20 or 30 people at our, <laughs> really 20 people at our yeah. Thanksgivings. That's a lot. That's just one side of my family. The other side of my family is also four. But then they had three or four kids per family. So that family is just, it'd take even longer to get through. Whereas the bully, I remember him being kind of stupid. So I think that'd be yeah. really easy. <laughs> so it's like I was thinking the same exact thing. It's like lots of family members. Love them. All great people. But like the the bully would be easier to get through, no problem. Yeah. Especially totally. since if he's my high, middle school bully, I'm 25 and he's probably still 13. So. And you're <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. That's not how time works.
1: But uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. My middle school bully—I've been doing CrossFit. He was kind of dopey. Peyton Guyan, you're out there. I could fucking take you right now. Even if just, it was term-based. just calling him out. Just what if he's a listener he
0: and he didn't even know that you were the Chad that is on oh the podcast? Well, and now we lost, a by, Michael. I mean, lost. by Michael. Back then I went true Michael. That's But a, now, oh he my especially god, knows. this is the
1: same guy. Yeah.
0: Bruce Boom. Willis was dead the whole time. But the whole time he's listening, he's, like, connecting with you emotionally. You've, like, gotten him through hard times in his life. You're like, oh, my God, it's the person that I bullied. And, like, this is like, a Christian movie in the making. Yes. You both Mel find Gibson. Jesus together in the end you because they gaming podcast. <laughs> and then I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you beat the shit out of him with the power of Christ. Turn-based side <laughs> with the
1: power of Christ. <laughs> Oh, there's the quote. You beat the shit out of him with the power of Christ. No, that's too offensive. It's really offensive.
0: We'll consider it. No, I mean, I don't know. It actually the same, but the the power of Christ compel you is (laughs) different.
1: Oh man, the modern, the
0: no fear Shakespeare version of it is, may the power of Christ beat the shit out of you.
1: (laughs) Oh Oh, man, man. all right. So we both agree, middle school bully. Great. Yep. Number two. This one's a little irreverent. All <clears throat> right. Would you rather play a post-Hurricane Katrina version of Am- Animal
0: Crossing? <laughs> I mentioned that. That was one of my predictions. That's, really? Yeah. I said...
1: Hurrican- oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, I said the reason that they delayed the that earthquake- was because mm-hmm. of the earthquake. But actually, it was probably because of the Ex Mahina game that involved you know, buildings crashing and stuff, not yep. Animal Crossing. That was one of the stupidest things I said in the podcast, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, an Animal Crossing where you have to build up your town after Hurricane Katrina comes through. Mm-hmm. Or... Play a post-California wildfire version of Flower,
0: where you're desperately trying to find flowers in this oh burned-up California. That honestly sounds like a really good survival horror game. <laughs> it's just being this <laughs> precious flower, just trying to make it past just huge you know, flames and just As far as the eye can see, and then like a little firefighter comes to help you, but then like the flames take him down. and You're like, well, I I can't make it if he couldn't make it, and then you get scared, (laughs) and it's it's a terrifying game. You should play that game. You should make that game. Yeah, that one. I'll do that one. Also, yeah, Animal Crossing is
1: boring as shit. So definitely Flower.
0: (laughs) Animal Crossing, which has a
1: lot less going on and could be potentially more boring. Although I loved Flower, it was so relaxing. I never
0: beat Flower, but I enjoyed the five minutes I played of it. So
1: I played a good like twenty minutes on PS3, a good like two hours on Vita. And then, like, another um, hour on
0: PS4. That's a good chunk of the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's probably, honestly, not much longer than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, those were all the same, like, I started from the beginning. No, on the sure, Xbox but ones. you've just put in enough time that, like, it could have beaten the game, but he just played yeah. the same parts over and over again. Yeah. So, is good enough. Number three. Time.
1: Yeah. Number three. Would you rather be a Resident Evil zombie and live out the rest of your days in that dope mansion? Or. Be a walking dead zombie and live out the rest of your days out in the wilderness.
0: The wilderness. Go on. More, I would die of starvation in the mansion eventually. More likely I'd find food if I was in the wilderness.
1: Ah, that's a good thing. Uh, see, I was thinking in the fact that, like, yeah, there's lots to explore... There's all sorts of, like, fun jewels around.
0: (laughs) There's a big shark. (laughs) Nostalgia, just for being in the Resident Evil mansion.
1: You got pets like dogs.
0: And there's little jumpy monkeys. You get some friends who come in the house eventually. Yeah. They just might not be good friends. the house doesn't
1: blow up at the end because you and I never finished it. (laughs) (laughs) So the house is always going to be there. Versus Walking Dead zombie in the wilderness. Yeah, you've got uh, definitely a lot more
0: to eat out there probably. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to live. Yeah, I think you like also that's... just, like, I don't know. But here's the thing. You're in the wilderness. What if you just, like, stumbled into another mansion at some point And you're in a mansion. Fuck, you're fucking right. So All right, like, you won me over. Yep, that's it. It's the All best right. of both worlds.
1: Number four. Here we go. Would you rather play a telltale version of Bill Cosby's life or a Quantic Dream version <laughs> oh my of Louis C.K.? <laughs> <laughs> what was the last one? A Quantic Dream version of Louis C.K.? A C. K.? Dream version of Louis C.K.?
0: I was just talking about both this of them week, actually. you're
1: making choices, but it doesn't matter what choice you make, you're gonna end up making some really fucked up decisions.
0: I'll say this: I think the character arc of Bill Cosby would be more interesting in the sense of family man to literally one of the most vile things you could ever do to a person <laughs> whereas yeah. Lucy Case like he was always kind of scummy. <laughs> there wasn't really but see.
1: The part, the family man part of Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. those are when you're making those skeevy, disgusting you're choices. You're just, like, asking for trouble when you ask
0: this. Like, how, what's like the, <laughs> what's the thing that can get us in the most trouble <laughs> if we talk about?
1: Yep. Because what you think of the positive, I mean, it's not like you see, like, Bryan Cranston in in Breaking Bad. You don't see mm-hmm. Mr. Chips turn into Scarface. Mm-hmm. Mr. Chips
0: was secretly Scarface the whole That's time. That's a good point. So, actually, let's flip it. What if it was, like, you're someone in the life of Bill Cosby, in the life of Louis C.K., finding out about these things. Then it would be oh. much more interesting to be Bill Cosby. So you're like story. one of the victims. Not one of the victims. You're just like an assistant who's like working for him. And it's like, is, is there something weird happening? I don't know if something's weird happening. And then like, it's like, you oh find, my God. Like, like, like You see a, a bottle with a prescription for Yeah, like, like things uh, start to like, yeah, it's like, but it's Bill Cosby. Like, how could you he? And then you see know, Louis C.K.
1: masturbating in a corner and you can't see past him. So you assume there, no, there can't be another person that's like pinned <laughs> down in the corner while he's jerking <laughs> off. That's not possible. <laughs> and then it turns out, oh, my God, it was true the whole time. I just laughed at one of the most vile
0: things <laughs> that a human being can laugh at. Do
1: you mind if I – can I jerk off in front of you? Remember, is, that a, is that cool?
0: Remember that advice that we gave earlier where it's just like, don't regret it, just keep moving on? <laughs> just keep moving on. It's for moments like this where it's like, wow, we had a really offensive conversation about we that. We have
1: an explicit rating on the podcast. Okay? We do. We do. We can talk yeah. about whatever we want. Yeah. Freedom
0: of speech. We do we do have freedom of speech. That is true. doesn't mean there won't be consequences for that speech. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: here's the thing. I would choose the Quantic Dream version of Louis C.K.'s life. Okay. Because, one, you don't end up in prison at the end because you're a white guy and that's <laughs> how America works. Is he getting Two, into prison?
0: Have they officially confirmed that yet? Bill Cosby? Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't convicted. follow the story that closely, honestly. Yeah. He did. Yeah, okay. he's going to prison. He should. That's fair. Yeah. That's very I mean, fair.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about Louis C.K., but he's a white man in America, so he didn't go to prison. So that's the one I'm going to oh, choose. Oh, I'm just saying
0: based on what Bill Cosby did, he should go to prison.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. What do you choose, Holden? Which one of those um, two games would you like to play?
0: Um, I'm actually not going to choose it based on Bill Cosby or on Louis C.K., despite what I was saying earlier. I'm going to choose mm-hmm. it on I'd rather play the Quantic Dream game than a Telltale game. Sure, yeah. But I think you it's much really play more. Detroit. I should. I do want to play Detroit. I do. Our last one, Strap In. This one's a long one. Strap In because the last one wasn't
1: intense enough. <laughs> well, it, it's it's just lo- it's long. There's oh, a lot okay. of backstory to this one. Okay. okay. <clears throat> You're on death row for a crime that you didn't commit. Wow. All you right. were framed for the brutal slaughter of three members Jen, of the church. I thought this, church.
0: Was, this was supposed to be fictional, you said.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. All right. I mean, if you can really imagine yourself in this situation, you might have to see a therapist. <laughs> uh, let me start over. <clears throat> You're on death row for a crime that you didn't commit. You were framed for the brutal slaughter of three members of your local church, and the only person who could have corroborated your alibi is your ex-wife, but she refuses to because you cheated on her with with her best friend on your anniversary of all nights. Wow. DNA evidence clearly shows you were at the church, but it was from the previous morning where you helped deliver green beans and a Nintendo Switch for the canned food drive and your cell this records this is so elaborate hold on hold on your cell records indicate you were in the vicinity during the time of the murder but your ex-wife won't admit that she shamefully hooked up with you again at a hotel and she saw one of the housekeepers steal your phone three hours earlier she won't admit this to the court you're going to die tomorrow by a lethal injection would you rather have your last meal be chicken or lasagna <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like listening, going, okay, that detail and that detail. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, lasagna. Personally, lasagna, all the fucking way. We agree. Hell yeah. Absolutely, because you can have fucking chicken a in the lasagna. lasagna.
1: Yeah. And I had to throw the Nintendo Switch in there just to make it video game related. <laughs> that was so unrelated to
0: video games. <laughs> I
1: wrote the whole thing and was like, fuck, there's nothing about video games in there. <laughs> lasagna. So let us know on Twitter if you would have chosen chicken or lasagna. Uh, maybe we'll put up a poll about it and just just nonchalantly ask chicken or lasagna and we'll have those two options and we'll see what people say maybe some people answer not knowing what it's about maybe some people will have read the, or listened to the entire thing <laughs> that's the end of our video game would you rather which is the end of our end game which brings us to the end of our episode again reach out to uh, someone in the gaming community who creates content you enjoy let them know you appreciate it and say hashtag thanks for creating um. next week we will start the year of the guest we have two guests per week booked out for months right now and a ton of other people who would like to join us as well so I hope you like guests we're gonna give that like eight-ish weeks uh, trial run see how it goes we may reconsider reevaluate maybe change some things up but we're really really fucking excited a lot of these people that we're bringing on are really really cool some of them are pieces of shit just kidding They're all really great <laughs> No, they're all really great. Everyone who I've spoken so, to so far is super excited to be on, and they seem to be really interesting people. I've even listened to a lot of their podcasts so far, and they have really great content that hopefully will be featured on here in the coming weeks as well. So look out on Twitter, Twitter. God damn it. Twitter for that. Until next week, here's our usual sign off. I gotta pee so
0: fucking bad. Oh my god, I have to pee so bad too. (laughs) (laughs) we will end this and then we'll pee and then we'll reconvene. Bye everyone. Great. Bye.